Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Honestly, during the game, I didn't see it. This is From Dar Square to Wear, the Arsenal Twitter podcast, brought to you by Andrew, the Hinkley Gooner. One word of warning, it is highly unlikely to be suitable for young children. Our show, You Can Be The Star, is the most interactive Arsenal YouTube show. So far, we've had some great guests on the show, including Arsenal legends Kevin Campbell and Nigel Winterburn. The show can be seen on the From Dar Square to Wear YouTube channel every Wednesday evening at 7pm UK time. The audio podcasts are available on all major platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and click the notification button. Like the videos and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. This will really help us get found. Also, please tell your friends about From Dar Square to Where. You can contact the show on Twitter, which is at From Dar Square or at Crack of Dawn. Also on email, which is from dollsquaretoair at gmail.com. Thanks for your support. All right, Treacle. People keep asking if I'm back. And I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Hello everyone, welcome to From Bell Square to Where, the American Takeover. <laughs> Here we are. America, fuck yeah. <laughs> Come on, hang on. <laughs> are you there trying to drive away every viewer it's right now? Trying to do a good job. I was going to get the mop and put it on my head so it looked like Donald Trump, but unfortunately, <laughs> All it's, right. a bit, it's a bit <laughs> mingling. All right, well, let me just let me just say something right now, okay? Forget we're American. We had no say in where our parents fucked. All right, so let's just leave it at that. Uh, well, Got a point. You know, <laughs> Got a point. No, it's no issue to me. This is, just get that chip off your shoulder, Glenn, and just move on with the show. Let me... <laughs> well, don't be playing the national anthem <laughs> for the show. Yeah, right. everyone, thanks everyone for watching. Thanks everyone for listening to the audio at a later date. If you're doing that. Um, just for those purposes of the audio listeners, we've got Alonzo Spencer. Say hello, Alonzo. Hello, Andrew. Hello, guys. Hello. Glenn, D-I-T-M. Everyone knows his voice. No yeah. introduction hello. needed. Hello. Really. Oh, please. He no just introduction looks, needed. He, yeah, but he just looks a bit weird today because he's got no glasses on and he's just making oh, me, you know. Shut just, the fuck up. I'll put him throw, on. Throw <laughs> me a bit. And Go ahead. Go ahead. Ryan, now I'm the <laughs> Hey everybody, what's going on? How are you guys? Good. Good, I good. Want, I want January to be over with all this all this transfer talk and rumor talk. Wow, this grinds my gears. 
it's quite, it's been quite quiet, really. I think for us, yeah, for us, it's been yeah. quiet. I mean, even regarding links of players, it's not been quite as as much as normal. But we'll go on to that because obviously that's a big talking point this month. We've got a few things to talk about with the people we've been linked to. Um, I haven't spoken to you guys since Artists took over, and we're not going to go through the whole bloody lot because he's been here quite <laughs> a while now. But um, let's have a quick go through, because obviously I haven't podcasted since the last game, and um, I still think there was a load of positives against that, because, I mean, let's face it, they had a few, quite a few players out, but, hey, so have we. They are one of our bogey teams. We don't normally do very well against them. It was away. Our away record is absolutely shocking. And they only drew with us because of a massively deflected shot, and I think that was their only chance all game. So, it wasn't a great game, but... There's still quite a few positives I'm taking out of it. Uh, what, what do you, I'll go through it in, in a clockwise um, basis. What, do you, what did you think about it, Alonso? The game against uh, Crystal Palace? Uh, well, I thought that we started off pretty slow. I think it's typical of Arsenal. I think away is kind of tough because, you know, the ball... I mean, I don't know. Like, we sort of slow because you're trying to get everybody involved with the game. Um, I think that we're still trying to learn Arteta's way of kind of playing. Um, I think that the lineup was pretty good. Um, I thought that, you know, why change it? Why change a good thing, you know? Um, I thought that the shots weren't there yet. I think we're trying to still pass the ball around, trying to fill um, Crystal Palace's defense. And I think, you know, we got to a point where, you know, it's always good to start off early and around the end that a uh, team building goal was pretty good to see. And I think that we started pretty well in the first half. I think that Aubameyang has a way of scoring goals early, which sets its own. And sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. And I think that, I think we got to have patience sometimes. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, for me, like he was saying, uh, that was our, the first time in a year we used the same lineup in, in two straight games. So I was very yeah. happy. I was very happy about that. And after initial really bad disappointment with that draw, uh, the positives from that game and the progress for me uh, got rid of any of that negativity. So uh, we, as long as we keep showing progress and positives, I'm not going to really complain that much. No, absolutely. We, we've still got the same players as we had over the last 18 months at the moment and the tunes he's getting out of a lot of these guys who we just written off completely um, is quite incredible still, I think. Um, what about you, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they both said it. Uh, definitely, it was our best lineup that we could put out. So it's always nice to see, like, I just feel like everyone's posting their, like, their starting 11 and, like, what they want. And you really couldn't complain about this lineup apart from, you know, maybe... Some uh, me, I'm not the hugest Shaka fan, but <laughs> he, he, he he keeps shape uh, to an extent, and he sometimes knows how to pass the ball. Yay! Uh, but uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, I think I actually think we didn't start off too slow. I mean, I guess we were slow in like creating chances, but as far as like dominating the game and controlling the game, we did that really well. Um, and I think that's something that we need to improve on. I think on Arteta, we've done a really good job. Um, we gave them like no chances, which under Emery, they, it would have, I, <laughs> I don't even want to get into that, but yeah, so we're do, he's doing, Arteta's doing a really good job at creating, having the opponents create less chances. And, uh, what I was actually really impressed with the most was 
how we played with 10 men. Uh, very composed, very compact. Uh, because over the last few weeks, we've, you know, everyone's came to this determination that we're not fit enough. We're not ready to do this. We're not runners. Uh, we don't really have guys that could play in any minutes and like, you know, it's, it's tough. So the fact that we were a guy down, I was like, oh, we're fucked. Like we're, we're, we're going to get rolled over, but we did a really good job fitness wise. Uh, not there yet, obviously, but still, it's definitely positive with 10 men to do that. So, Andrew, that. Andrew, are you going to cover Xhaka later, or can I add something to what Ryan just said? Because no. Well, please go ahead. Oh, okay. No, Ryan, I, I, um, I'm I, shocked because I felt like I was the only one that doesn't like Xhaka anymore because he had four good games in a row. Um, and I want to say this. I want to say this with respect because quite a few people who I love and respect on social media like Xhaka and rate him. For me, we're always complaining that we can't sell the players that we don't want. And Xhaka, to me, has not apologized yet for what he did. So his resale value is pretty high right now, and I would like to see him go. If he stays, he has my support, but I don't want to hear any complaints about we can't sell the Mustafi, we can't sell Xhaka. His value is high right now, and I say that get rid of him. Yeah, I, but we could definitely get rid of him if we really want to. But I, I, and our, and like things have came out that Arteta like really likes him. He really respects him and he wants him. Fine. I, you know, I could keep hearing these things how he's so good in training. Like, yeah, I, well, that I, does not mean anything to me. Like, and like, and he, like, oh, he's a great leader and a captain. Well, <laughs> things say it. Situations say otherwise. Yeah. And so. yeah, I, I, I just want to say real quick, and then I'll shut up for a minute. All right. Yeah, uh, uh, Arteta said everybody has a clean slate. But what if Xhaka pulled that shit while Arteta was manager, I wonder? You, that's, all I, that's all I want to say. Oh, my God. You turn that on again. I'm going to come to the screen. But, but, but Ben, do, do you think that Xhaka has improved under Arteta for a little bit? Yes, I do. I absolutely they all, do. That, that doesn't, everybody has. They all did. That doesn't yeah. mean anything. I, I, and the people, and then what you said, like he had four good games. I don't know what people are talking to me. A good game is a good game. A good game is not, well, he didn't concede a penalty. He didn't get a red card. He didn't fuck up. That, he didn't give that the ball mean, away that led to a goal. Yeah. Oh, wait, that, that's a good, that, that or, should not be like the bar for a good game if he doesn't do these things. A good or, game is or, a good or, game. Or he didn't tug on too much shirt. <laughs> can, yeah. can, I just, can I ask you guys one other question real quick? Because I know this sounds a little crazy, but I don't think we ever replaced Santi when he left. How about no. throwing how about throwing Ceballos in Ceballos. there? That's all I'm asking. Is that crazy? I was gonna uh, say I've been waiting for you to shut your mouth so I can get away with an issue. I was gonna say I'm really hopeful that Ceballos can take over from the the Xhaka role because he's got everything that Xhaka can do but more. You know, he's got more skill, he's uh, got He's got the ability to carry the ball and run with the ball, and Jacka hasn't. So I'm just hopeful that he can come back into the team and really take effect because it's going to take him a few games again. And by that time, half of our fan base will be trying to find out where he lives and get to the kill him because they haven't got no patience, have they? Unfortunately, yeah. I think but on he, a perfect Arsenal. I think on a perfect Arsenal squad, Jaka could maybe be a squad player, but that's it. And that's if he apologizes, by the way. Are you going to lock him in his room, Glenn? I mean, <laughs> <laughs>
I'm sorry. No it's just been so, it's no. been so long since I've, I've talked with people that agree with me. You know, no. it got to the point on Twitter where I don't even say Jacques's name. I get all Harry Potter and say the man whose name you shall not say. You know, it's just oh, ridiculous. Well, that, could be, that could be loads of people. <laughs> Arsenal, isn't it, really? Like, Emery's the worst. Oh. But, um, now, I've, I, I've never been a fan of Xhaka. Anyone that's listened to any of my podcasts knows that, but... I just don't get credit where credit's true. He's he's massively improved because, uh, well, uh, it's the the Arteta effect, but he's still not right for Arsenal. But at the moment, he's doing a good job. But I I just sincerely hope that Sabayas can do that, come back into the team and play alongside Torreira because I think that'd be. uh, Well, I I think that uh, it's an Arteta player. uh, I don't know how I feel about Sabayas defensively, though. I don't know if he could really. I'm not saying Jock is great defensively. He's not, but Jock does have this. He kind of lets Torreira do his thing, and Jaga kind of pushes back and kind of just. I think it was. I don't know it was Crystal Palace the game before that. He almost played as like a third center back, which like helped in the fact that like he was a body. He didn't really need to really do anything, which is good, I guess. You don't really want him to do anything, but uh, I don't know if Sabias can really do that. I don't. I think Sabias can. I've seen him kind of get caught uh, up, like going forward, so that worries me. Honestly, I think our midfield is not good so i think we need to work with like a midfield three for now and just kind of like work it out like maybe gunduzi on one side tobias on another look gunduzi's not in my favorites right not one of my favorites right now but uh i just think based on january we're not really going to get anyone of like importance in i think we need to like try to go for like a, a midfield three and kind of just solidify that midfield because we're having trouble on both sides of the ball we're having trouble defensively we're getting better don't get me wrong but we're having trouble defensively as we always have but like considering how much firepower we have in Lacazette, Aubameyang, Ozil, Pepe, we're having trouble scoring goals. There's just no, you know, and you can blame the defense, you can blame the offense. Honestly, I blame the midfield. I think the midfield just connects the two. And I think having problems on both sides of the ball, I just think you need to we need to do a better job with that midfield. Well, I would be really reluctant. Oh, sorry, Alonso. Uh, I was just going to say I would be really reluctant to change the oh, um, the formation at the moment because yeah. Yeah. the way it's working. And I think that Sabahis is actually very underrated with regards to his uh, pressing and his, his defensive capabilities, I, I think. Agree. But I do want to see more of him. I, I do want to see him play with Torreira. But he, he's absolutely not like a, a, a central defensive midfielder, but... We don't need him for that. And we don't need Jacker for that in this current setup. And the way he's been playing, he's been sort of covering the left flank uh, when Kolasinac just goes off for his lunch every day <laughs> and up and down the wing. He just, he just sort of slots in and covers the left uh, side of that uh, midfield. Um, I'm playing like a, it's almost like a false three, if you like. But we don't need him for that. We need someone who can take the ball from the defence and carry the ball forward. Torreira is there to, to be the CDM. Uh, and and Jacker is really there just to help. Uh, sorry, oh yeah, Jacker currently is just there to help him out, and supposedly sort of progress the ball. But he, he can't do that. And everyone goes on and on and on and on about his ability to pass the ball. But I'm sorry, but if you're playing in fucking Premier League, you should be able to pass the ball. You know, so, any any even amateur amateur soccer yeah, exactly. passing the ball you know, is like the first thing you learn. You can't fall on your knees and start worshipping someone just for chipping the ball 25 yards in front of someone else. And I, I see Alonso's point. point about Jaka improving under Emery. And, you know, uh, and I don't want to pile on Guendouzi because I see the potential there. But did you know, did you hear that stat? He's our most dribbled uh, past player on the team. 
He, yeah. He, I, I couldn't believe that when I heard it. But, you know, he needs seasoning. So I see your point, Alonzo, about maybe not getting rid of Jacques, if that's what you were saying. Well, well I was saying that right now, I think he's the only guy that we have that could be our best, I don't know, I shouldn't say best, but our only option at CDM right now. And Terea, I think it's going to be a good option, but right now, as we're playing, it's our best 11 we have. I mean, if you think about it, and Ganduzi pisses me, pisses me off sometimes because he dribbles too much and gets caught sometimes. And that's what, that's what worries me is that, you know, Ryan, I think you talk about connecting midfield to our back four, and we get in trouble sometimes because he over he over dribbles sometimes, and then he dies. And it's like, come on, man! <laughs> yeah. I, I use stronger language than that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't think Gunduzi can uh, uh, can defend. And like, I, I think it was, and um, I totally agree. I think it was a uh, Gunner blog, James McNicholas on the Ask blog. Um, said that he's the worst header of a ball he's ever seen. And I, I, I think I agree with him. I don't know whether he was on the edge of our box and um, I can't remember what game it was now. Um, it's all merged into one over Christmas. But yeah. he literally just headed it like, um, I don't know, like a six-year-old schoolgirl, you know, just sort of worried about getting her hair dirty. And I don't know, he, he, he worries me a lot, Grinduzzi. I really, really like the kid. And I think the next season he... Under under Arteta, hopefully he will improve dramatically. Do you guys remember the guy from yeah, PSG that we're supposed to get? We got Ganduzi instead. Who was the name of that kid that we got from? That we're supposed to get from PSG, but we didn't get him. We got Ganduzi instead. What was his name? Uh, oh, the, the oh, uh, Christian. I can't pronounce his last name. Oh. Nagaku or whatever. I know. Yeah, I, he, right? he he had he had hair just like Ganduzi, right? I think we're yeah we we're we're looking at him. I'm not sure. Yeah, man. I'm not sure. So, I know so, who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So, are are they the same player? I'm just curious. No, I think he's a winger. Christian's a okay. winger. It's like Stan the man has said it's Yassine Adley. Is that right? Is that ring any bells with anyone? Stan the man, yeah, from Vancouver. No, no, he said that the player we might be. Oh, I don't know. I know yeah, we were close to signing that Christian Ngaku guy, and he yeah. ended up, I think, going to, or maybe he went to PSG, or he went, he's actually pretty good, but he's like a young, like, 19-year-old. But He, he stayed he did at PSG. It, so, it feels yeah. like we're going to do something in January. We're loaning out players like Halloween candy on Halloween, we, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we we, we got to do something. Yeah, with well, Chambers out, we have to we have to get some kind of loan in or something, which I think we're going to do. We're going to get a loan, which I don't really want, but we really don't have much options, so... Well, I don't know. Let's let's move on to some of these. Um, I'm going to go through some of the comments first. Um, Tony Turner, I think he's talking about Sabayos, saying he's just ready to see... No, no. Uh, uh, talking about the whole team. I'm just ready to see us play for a full 90 minutes. Yeah, exactly. That I think that's definitely coming, though, Tony, personally. I really, really do. And I think it's, a lot of it's down to the fitness of the players. And obviously, the mentality has been changed uh, slowly. Um, I think we've seen improvements every game, personally. I think one, one of the, I think probably the most pleasing game for me was probably one of the worst to watch, which was the Leeds game. And that was purely because of the turnaround, because there's no way on earth we would have won that game under Edinburgh. No <laughs> way. Not a chance in hell. And the mentality shown and the character shown clearly by Arteta at half-time, he earned his, he earned his money, which is... 
I've said 100 times, that is where managers really do earn their money when we're struggling at half-time. Um, the ability to turn the team round in the second half means an awful lot. And we haven't had that for so long. And that really, really pleased me um, with regards to that. Um, what, what pleased me was the, the, the turnaround because Arteta screamed at them like a drill sergeant at halftime. That's and what they, they responded. And yeah, that's what they needed, that's right? That, that's what made me... Uh, really we need it on the field too, but... Who the fuck's going to do that? Yeah, well, that means, uh, David, David Luiz has been showing a lot more of that, which, you know, that's been good. He, he's very, very uh, vocal on the pitch. Which uh, I've, 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 I've said that all season, to be perfectly honest. Sorry, I have a question for you guys. Do you think that since Emery's been on, they respect him more because he was a former Arsenal player? Or do you think that Emery just lost a lot of respect because of the way they treated him? He treated the players. I think he lost a lot of respect because he's a shit coach, personally. Yeah, he's. I, don't know, I just don't understand why we thought he'd be a good hire to begin with. Like, just for just just even look at his resume at PSG. Like, yeah. anyone can, I could coach PSG and win the French league. It's a joke. But besides the point, what happened? They got Neymar, and then all of a sudden things were going on. Like, what's going on here? And then he he had like a power struggle with Neymar get control of the team Neymar won so what does he do we sign him we we get him and we're like oh yeah here here's Ozil who's someone who's like a big figure you know uh big sponsor he just got his like I think at the time when we hired Emery he just started his own esports team like he's making all these moves you know he's got he's got like he's got to have some kind of ego on him he's he's a world cup winner he's what used to be a favorite player but we won't get into that but <laughs> he um he he's not willing. He's not afraid to you know whip his German dick around. And <laughs> on top of that, when you bring Emery in, he's gonna see Ozil like a Neymar, and it's just yeah. like, well, what do you expect? Like I just, it's like watching a cartoon. Like it's the same. Like uh, what was it? Uh, Wiley Coyote and the and the yeah. Roadrunner. Roadrunner. Like literally the same thing over and over again. <laughs> like they don't learn. You know, they just you think they would know better. But. Emery, Emery's gone, so I don't want to grave dance too much, but I said for a long time before he was fired, this is a man that can manage a team with a bunch of no-names. You put some big personalities in there, he's not going to do the job. That, that That's what I was saying months before he was fired. No, yeah, no. to me, he's like the guy that tries to take over, like a substitution that tries to come in class. He sees the cool kids, and he tries to like, like oh, hey, what, you, got, you guys don't get homework. <laughs> I like, like that analogy to, better. He tries to like get in with them, and then when he realizes like, oh, like fuck, I'm their teacher, <laughs> and then it's and then it, it's, it's just chaos. And they all, they all start throwing shit at him from the back of the class. Yeah, and he, you, know, you, guys, you guys are so funny throwing those spitballs in the back of my neck. You guys are hilarious. You, <laughs> Andrew, <laughs> you look like a spitball kind of guy, Andrew. You look like a back-of-the-class spitball kind of guy. Uh, two pence piece. Perfect curve. Right in the between the <laughs> All right. But, uh, oh, I've just sat on another drawing pin. Oh, it's so funny. I don't know who's going on about all that. <laughs> uh, Tony uh, Turner said that um, he wants to see Torreira as a low DM and then Sabias and Gwenduzi doing box-to-box work. Interesting. Uh, I don't know. Possibly, so, I'm, I'm worried about Gwenduzi at the moment. Really yeah, but I, I don't mind Ferreira sitting back and kind of playing like almost like in front of the uh, the two center backs. But then the two guys that play in front of Torreira need to be fit and move and control the ball and carry the ball into the uh, opponent's uh, third half, which 
we don't have we really don't have any if you like look at our team we really don't have any like we haven't had it since all on our full. well i mean you can argue like we had it like in theo we had it in awobi maybe not in the box but he we need ball carriers we do not have ball carriers sabios i think could be could maybe but i i haven't seen enough of him so i can't say for sure he can be he can be and i think Guendouzi can be as well with with proper coaching and yeah. Oh, go yeah. on, Alonso. Go on, make your uh, point. Sorry, you um, trying to say something. I'll come in with another idea that I mentioned a, well, a few months ago. I hope you understand the moment as well. What, what do you got to say, Alonso? So, so, would that be in diamond, diamond formation with then Terea and Ceballos, Gendouzi, no. and Ozil? Or would that be just disaster as well? I mean, you could. Uh, I, I think they tried. I think Liverpool and we got roasted, but that was also like. The personnel, I don't think, was right for that. No, that, I think he's on about a four-one-three-two. Uh, or, or, or you could do like Terrera, and you have Gendouzi Ceballos on the sides, and then like Ozil on the top of the time. Right. But like again, we if for in my opinion, for a diamond to like truly work, you need people who are can be fit for ninety minutes and can run their tail off. We don't have that. We need guys that just we, our fitness needs to improve. It's just. And that again, that's going to come over time with coaching, and it's already gotten better. I don't, I legit do not know what Emery did with this team when he when they had training sessions. But like you could tell in what the couple weeks that Arteta's been with the team, the fitness is getting better and better every week. So just the fact that we were down to ten men and they still hustled enough to get some of the best chances of the game with ten men versus eleven. Yeah. I think that their training sessions must have been sitting down, drinking cheap wine, and smoking weed. Wine and weed you, and smoke the weed you want, but you can't have juice. He, he did it. <laughs> like, he wants players to have juice, though. Well, yeah, exactly. Had a bit of a uh, bit of whiz or something that might have been a bit better. Might make him run around a bit quicker. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's have a look at this other. We can. We still came out flat against Palace in the second half. I don't think that. Um, what one thing. That is true, Tony. I completely agree. But one thing we've got to take into account is that we can't expect to be dominant for 90 minutes against every team in the Premier League because they're going to, especially when we're away from home, they're still a Premier League team and they're still going to have a go. So we've got to be able to weather that storm. And I still think we weathered the second half really well. And I think they only had six shots in the whole game. And I don't know how much, I don't think there's any more than one or two on target, including well, the, the goal wasn't on target, was it? Let's face it, that they scored. So, yes, we did play worse in the second half, but I think that considering we're away, considering they're our bogey team, I still think we did really well. And a, a massive praise has got to be given to Maitland Niles for the way he handled Zaha. He, I, thought, I think he played. Fantastically, yeah. I think he's been the best player under all oh, the most improved under Arteta. I'm, I do, yeah, I excited. do. Me too. And, and you know, and you know what? As far as the second half against Crystal Palace, the, the Disney Channel, when my kids were little, there used to be this thing it's how you look at it, you know, and you see things from all different perspectives, yeah. We, in the second half, we did not play as well. But I don't know about you guys, but I have never seen such parity in the Premier League as there is right now. There's no easy games. And the and, and if you look at it just a little bit differently that second half, we went down to 10 men and had two chances to go ahead. So, you, you know and what I'm saying? Terreira. We lost Torreira as well. Yeah, we lost Torreira yeah, too. That was, that, was that was bad. But again, no. I, mean, I know you guys don't watch Liverpool that much. I don't really watch them that much. But like the, the times I do watch them, they're a great team, but we're not, I'm not going to like try to talk shit or uh, that. But if you ever watch them play, 
they don't dominate 90 minutes of the game. They never no. do. But no. when they do dominate, they're going to fucking punish you and they're going to score a goal. You bet your ass they're going to do it. And then when they're not dominating, they kind of sit back and kind of, you know, which I think someone we need. We need like a Virgil van Dyke that could command the team, yell at the team, and get the team moving. They play, I don't say they play compact, but they sort of just just maintain status quo. Just, okay, cool. We're not dominating. That's fine. Just keep the other team under control. Keep, you know, make sure there's no crazy counterattacks. Make sure you neutralize their biggest threat and just kind of build from there. And then they'll build, they'll build. And next, you know, they're dominating for like five, 10 minutes. Oh, they already, they already scored a second goal. So I think, I think our Ted is kind of putting us down that road in, in the fact that we're conceding way less chances, um, you know, which is amazing just based on like, I, I don't know. I forgot the number, but I remember, I think it was like 20, we, 26 shots. We uh, conceded against like Watford early in the season. Ooh, under 31, 31. Yeah. 30, yeah. Okay. 31. So it's, it's nice to see that we're in the, in that respect to Liverpool, just kind of like controlling the game in certain aspects and sort of, you know, letting them not get as many chances, not get as many shots. I mean, now I think it's, Almost like it's time for our offense. I mean, a little tough with our star goal scorer and not playing for three games, but we need like our offense kind of, you know, kind of turn it up a bit, uh, which I think again starts the midfield. But yeah, yeah I heard Terrera and Kolasinac are questionable for this weekend. Did I heard Terrera's a dad. I don't think yeah. Terrera's playing at yeah. all. Yeah. Oh, shit. Neither is Kolasinac. I don't think Kolasinac is playing either. Yeah, got hurt in training it's yesterday. Damn, damn. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tony Turner again. That he's put, he stole my thunder because this is exactly what I was going to say, Tony. Because quite a few months ago, when we at the beginning of the season, I thought that it would be a really good idea because Urza was nowhere to be seen at that point. He was uh, missing in action. I think they got the SAS out to look for him and everything. But mm-hmm. we, uh, I thought that it'd be a great idea to have um, Pepe in behind um, the front two in Abamyang and Lacazette. Because I think it suits him perfectly. And just let him roam and just let him free. Um, and let's just let him do his stuff. Just get the ball to him and let him do his stuff. And he, Tony Turner said something similar, saying that um, if we were going to do a, a diamond formation, then Pepe would have to be at the, at the tip of the diamond. And, and that's basically, you know, like in a number 10 position. But I think in an ideal world, um, we lose... Ozil and put Pepe in there and just give him a run of games in that position because I think it'd be, be fantastic. Him picking up the ball and threading it through. His through balls, I think, could be worked on. They need to be worked on. But I think with the arrest of his ability in carrying the ball and scaring the defence to, to shit, I think it'd be. I think that really could work. What, what do you think about that? Uh, I would. I, I would miss Pepe. I'd rather have his speed out on the wing. Uh, yeah, I think. Agree. I. I think that Ceballos uh, could. Although he prefers number eight, he could play number ten. Also, I would. I, I would have Ceballos before taking Pepe off the wing. Just my personal opinion. I, yeah, I don't think Ceballos can play a ten, but I. Yeah. I think I'd rather see. I just. I think Pepe's speed on that on the touchline on the wing. I just. It's something that we desperately have been needing. And like, I don't, I wouldn't say Wobi's the fastest guy though. But when we had a Wobi, that was yeah he could he couldn't do anything when he got in the box. But getting getting to that point, his his skill on the ball, his dribbling, his movement was something that like we loved and we enjoyed and we needed. And I think Pepe's kind of ha- has that now with that pace, with that speed. And I think his finishing is great. But I, yes, yeah, I mean 
it's tough when you have like I think Pepe is going to be a really really good player, and it's tough when you have such a good player that you want to put him. You want to just clone him and put him everywhere. But <laughs> I think I just want him to be free. I just want him to be able to do what he wants to do. Yeah, I just want to get loaded. I just want to have a good time. No, but no, seriously, I don't, I don't want him to just uh, stay yeah, behind the front two. Like, I want him to just have the freedom of the park in the in that area of the pitch. And I don't know. I just think it, I just like to see it. But because um, Stan the man has said Pepe was tried in the role and up front for his former club, and it didn't work. But you know, I. Like I say, I don't want him to be stuck in one position. I want him to just have the freedom to roam from left to right and or, or central. Um, but yeah, I, I, I thought it might be quite an interesting way to do it. I'm going to move on now to a few of the, uh, the rumours. Uh, the first one I've got to touch on, I think it's just weird um, all round. But it, oh, no. there seems to be a bit to it, but it's the John Stones link. How, where, how, why, why do you think that's weird? He he literally. He's a perfect Arsenal signing. He's no, no. I think it's great from our point of view. I think it's great from our point of view. Yeah, I don't. I but no, Man City. Why would Man City get rid of him at the moment? He's not it's starting for them. He's got like three people ahead of him. That's why. I know, but if they got rid of him. They would literally have fucking. They would have less uh, decent centre back. They would uh, have no one. I just don't see how they would possibly part with him at the moment. I, I really don't. don't. I, you think he, you think he's that good? I don't think he's good. You think he's that good? No, no, I think he's. I think he's good player, but he's not brilliant. No, but I think he's someone that, considering we've lost Chambers, considering we've loaned out Mavropanos, considering we've got hardly anyone else in the I think someone like him who's basically would have to try his ass off because of the Euros in the summer on home soil I think he will be a good option because he's a good ball playing centre back he makes mistakes but that's because of the way he plays football he's, he's very very similar to the way David Luiz plays football oh so you're saying he's another Mustafi he's a ball <laughs> no, 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 no. He's another, he's another oh, David Luiz. now we're throwing insults around Mustafi is a ball playing centre back who makes mistakes I, I mean it's like he's yeah, just he's younger He's far better than Mustafi. For, so, the yeah. last couple, for the last couple of years, I thought that Stones is overrated. But for the right price, I wouldn't mind him, considering we have no depth back there. No, he's talked about as a loan. That's why I think it would be no-brainer for us. On a loan basis, yeah, no problem at all. But uh, I, I yeah. said that, that Mervo Parnos wasn't going to work out at Arsenal. I think he was hurt too much. So I think that having Stones there is not a bad decision. I think that if it's on a loan, I think you do it. Um, so I think that, like I said, you know, I think that Chambers losing Chambers for a whole, for a long time hurts because I think that he was on his way. Mm. I just think that it'd be a, a really weird uh, thing for City to do, considering they lost company in the in the summer, then they um, lost. Um, Oh, what's his name? Got it completely out of my head for a, a season, pretty much a season-ending injury. A lot, uh, yes, Laporte. absolutely. Yeah, Laporte. Yeah, so I, I mean, I just think it'd be odd for them. But Stones equals Mustafi Mark Two. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Better than Mustafi. I, I think, he, make, I think he makes worse mistakes than Mustafi. Have you ever seen him play for the England team or even play for? Oh, yes, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. He's lost he his makes work. Shocking mistakes. Is, is, is he the first choice centre back or second? 
No, he's got three people ahead of him at City. Last season, he was pretty much ever present alongside Otamendi. I mean, for England. Or Laporte. For England. Uh, no, no, for City. No, but he's Man. saying he's saying is Stones the starter for England? I don't. He it's who is it? It's Maguire and is it no, Maguire and Stones? He's been at what? He, normally, yes. At the, at the World okay. Cup, it was it was. Okay. But he, he was uh, he went through an injury, and it's been norm, uh, lately. It's been Maguire and Keane from Everton. Okay. But normally he is. Yeah, it's normally Maguire and Stones. Uh, and th- like I said. The only thing it would it would think, make me think it would be a good idea would be if, a if it was alone and b because like I said he will do everything he can to play his way back into the England team for the Euros and I think he'll just be playing out of his skin. Um, but there you go. Well, Arteta said today there is no truth to it at all. And then when he was asked about Kessie, he said there's no truth to it at all for now. So you know, go ahead right. dissect that if you want. That's that. That's. I mean, I don't know whether there's any more to it. I don't. I don't believe it anyway. To be perfectly honest, it's, I just thought it was a weird rumor to come out more than well, anything. Well, Kessie's a strong guy. He's good on defense. He's box to box. But again, I, you know, where we want Arsenal to be, he's not going to be a starter for us. Yeah, I don't know enough about him. And there's another one um, I've seen, which was Man, the easy buddy. Easy buddy. <laughs> He's saying he wants to take Boateng over Stones. That's ten, oh, ten, years, 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. That's that's fine. As, as cover for Chambers, though, you, you, can you do much worse than that for six months? Boateng? Ah. Uh, Boateng might... I'm not Boateng, telling you to do Boateng plays a weak foot. Boateng is very injury prone. As someone who's like... I Listen, listen I, I, I know I talk about this a lot, but I grew up watching German soccer. I love German soccer. Uh, I support the German national team, even mm-hmm. over the American national team. So, um, Boateng was great back in the day. Now, he's very injury prone. He's lost a lot of speed. Uh, he's he, he's physical if he can be, but he's prone to make making a lot of mistakes. Uh, again, it's a tip. It, uh, that's what I, th- I think he's our plan B. If we don't get the loan we want, I think we're going to end up with another plan B in Boateng. We did the plan B with Lucas Perez when we needed a striker really bad. Look how that turned out. And then our next plan B was David Luis, who, yeah, I, people hate him. People love him. I, I, don't, I still don't know how I feel about him yet. I kind of go through. Like a, he's like a roller coaster with me. But we need to get our me. guy. As far as Boateng goes, um, uh, Turkish from AFTV said the greatest line, we're not a retirement home. He's 31 years old. AFC has got a retirement home. Uh, We can do better than that. That's what we're we're becoming. Lichtensteiner. Oh, my God. Don't say that name. Talk about the name that can never be said. Oh, that guy. That that leads me absolutely perfectly on to the next one, and that's Dries Mertens, who's 32. And the links don't stop to him either. Um, guys, guys, I'm sorry. I don't, to I don't want to do guys, guys, I'll be back in two minutes. My wife broke her ankle and uh, her foot, and I have to help her out. I'll be right back. Uh, it's not like yesterday where I had to give her a shower. Please, please, not on mute. Her family is, <laughs> her family is so blessed with hair. It was like giving a shower to a Wookie. Um, so I'll be, I'll be, I'll, I'll be, I'll be right back. Okay. Put on mute, just in case. I'll be right back. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to know. Um, so yeah, Dries Mertens doesn't excite me either. Uh, 
I know that he's had a good career over at Napoli, but I just think we we <laughs> that is not someone we need to move for either. And how, how old is he? Thirty-two. <laughs> it, it's it's also tough too. Like, uh, how do I say this? Leagues don't translate, so like you can't no. say, "Oh, he had a great, he had a great, he's having a great year, a uh, great season, a great career in Italy." Great, that's wonderful. Italy, I don't. It's not a joke. It's a professional league. And I respect it. And I watch it, um, but it's it doesn't translate to the Premier League. Same with the no. French league. Like look at Lukaku. He couldn't do. I mean, he was great in Everton. Fine. He couldn't do nothing in Man U. Blame the system. Blame whatever you want. He had. He became the small fish in the big pond, and he choked. Now he's in Inter Milan, which is a similar situation. And look at him. I think he just he just scored two goals last night. I mean, he's a great player for Inter Milan, and they're I think like second place, or they're like right. They're competing with Juventus. Hey Ryan, how has Sanchez done in Milan? Uh he hasn't. He played I think like two games, and he got hurt. He's like hurt, I think now. <sighs> wow. But he, but he, when he played, he was he was good. And he, and he played for them. I think he scored in, in his debut game. But uh, since then, uh, he just he got. I think he's still hurt. I don't, I don't know when he's coming back. But no, no. Well, apparently, um, that wait, waste what? of wages. That's Arsenal all day. We love two hundred pound a week. Apparently, to, uh, it will, it will cost for, for Mertens as well. I just don't see the logic at all in that. And first, I mean, with regards to the, the front players, I think. I think we've covered there, unless Lacazette or Bamian goes. I don't see the point in bringing in anyone as a striker or a wide forward. A, a attacking midfielder, yes, of course, we definitely need one of those. But I don't want anyone to get in the way of Mar- Martinelli. If anyone gets in the way of Martinelli, I'll go and fucking punch the face in because <laughs> I, I like the <laughs> I love that kid. Looking it's, at strikers is ridiculous. We need midfield help and defensive help. And looking at strikers is like your house is on fire and you say, "Oh, I got to mow the lawn." You know what I mean? We don't need strikers right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. no, no. I, I mean, we, I think our I almost want our our focus to be on the midfield. Like, mm-hmm, we, I agree. We only have we own this season. We only have one goal from the midfield, and that was Torreira at Anfield, which it didn't mean anything, so it was whatever. We have zero, so it's one goal from the midfield. We we need more creative midfielders. We need just it just it's it's just frustrating because like you're right, we don't need strikers, but like and everyone says like oh offensively we're gonna be so good this year, like before the season. Oh, it's the defense we gotta worry about, but we're not really scoring goals. Well, I'm glad you at least have an open mind about Ceballos playing in midfield because I think that he could solve a lot of the link-up problems we're having. Yeah. I think so. I, he I, um, be a standing type player. But he's, you know, only sorry, time. I, I can't remember where I saw it earlier on today, um, but I saw somewhere that um, Arteta wants to make uh, his big signing in the summer, James Madison. Mm. I mean... I mean I've had this debate with a few people. I'd actually rather have Jack Grealish. I think we can get him for cheaper, and I think mm. he's more of a leader. I think we need a leader, and we need like a, a proper asshole that gets in teams' faces. And I, I think he I, does that. I, I, I don't think Madison though. does that. Madison may be a little more creative, maybe better technical on the ball, but I, Jack Grealish is going to come. I think Madison's probably what seventy to eighty million. Grealish is probably going to be like thirty to forty million. Like, sign me up. Yeah, and, and, and we, and we like a bargain. Uh, Alon- <laughs> yeah. Alonso, do, do you agree with that? I think that <laughs> I think with Ceballos, I think he has the talent, but he's on loan, so it's like um, 
Yeah, I am, I'm almost like, why waste your time? Like, if he's on, <laughs> I, it sounds stupid, but I want guys that are like, committed to be here and are going to be here. And it'd be nice oh, to have sorry. more English born players or Arsenal like they did it back in the day, you know, where you had, I think Rillish would be good. I think also Madison would be good. But I think with Rillish, I think he's more younger. I think he's more technical on the ball, like you say, Ryan. And so I, 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 would, li- I would like to hit, have seen him in an Arsenal shirt. He's just a player. He's just a player we've needed for so long. No, I agree. In his leadership and everything. I wasn't saying we have Sabayos. We don't need him. I, right. I, was just, I was just saying I'm glad you're open to the idea of Sabayos. Well, Grealish would probably play the ten anyway, and then if oh, okay. we still had Sabayos, I think Sabayos would be like an eight. But we haven't we haven't had anyone make up plays since Kazola, and I think that's where our midfield has suffered getting a ball. To our oh, that's our biggest. Yeah, that's one of our biggest problems. Yeah. And Zaka is not going to do that. And Trey is going to do his job, you know? <laughs> not talk about Zaka anymore. Too many people I like. I like cringe him. when I hear that name sometimes. Like, <laughs> Me too. Like every, let's go in college. I used to my my drink of choice in college was Gatorade and vodka. So and it was and it was Glacier Freeze Gatorade. So now every time I drink Glacier Freeze that first sip, I like twinge and I can't help it. It's just it's just like in my head. It's the same thing with Zaka. I hear Zaka, I just immediately like. It's that twinge. I just can't help it. Uh, I hear you. I'm that way with tequila. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, I'll just put it on the screen. Todd Cantwell. I, re- I really like him as well. I think he is Grealish um, about two years ago, if you're with me. Uh, I think he's Grealish about two years behind in development. Um so yeah, I'd, I'd like to open both. To be perfectly honest, but Andrew, is, is, isn't Cantwell also, also also an Arsenal supporter? Um, is he now? No, I think you're thinking of. Uh, it's been ma- mentioned in the press recently that uh, Grealish is, which is a load of bollocks. He's sport. He's, he's Villa through and through. And yeah. What he said was that it's his favourite ground to play on. Um. Yeah. At the Emirates, it's his favourite ground. So they're, they're taking two and two, and making five. But Grealish okay. is the most ardent Villa fan there is. Um, I mean, so, yeah. Cantwell, Cantwell. No, but Grealish. I think you're thinking of Grealish because that's been in the press recently that he's an Arsenal fan, which okay. is incorrect. Okay. Well, he's not. Um, I, I mean, you know, they look like they're going down again. You know, does he want to play in the Championship or you know? I, mean, I don't want. Know? I don't want any any basement boys on my team. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you guys saw that tweet uh, that tweet from uh, Hoffenheim, and they got uh, well. For anyone who doesn't know, Hoffenheim sold one of their players to Norwich, and they took to Twitter, said, "Oh, you know, sad to see him go. He's off now to the basement boys." That they called Norwich. They didn't even. They didn't. Even, I don't. Even, I don't think tagged Norwich in the tweet. But uh, Hoffenheim called Norwich City the basement boys, which I guess they're not wrong, but it's a little savage for me. I like it. <laughs> I think, uh, I mean, they've got three players that I would like. Um, Mac Aaron's, Woo! definitely. Aaron's, that's that's what we, it was. That's what it was. Aaron's was a good Weren't we linked with Aaron's? Aaron's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd love Max Aaron's. I really. And who's would. the other one? The centre back? Didn't he? He just got hurt, did he? Ben, not? Ben Godfrey. I would want him. Ben um, and I would want Cantwell. Um, I'd be happy to take all those three. And in fact. Once again, I can't remember his name. Who is the left back for Norwich? My brain is going to mush. Um, his name has escaped me, but they've got a very good left back as well. Who and what I'd like about their um, their fullbacks, 
Aaron's and the other guy, um, is the fact that they would be happy to battle for their places and be competition for Tierney and Bellerin. And that's exactly what we need. We don't want to bring in big-time Charlies who want to go straight into the team and then they'll sulk if they don't play. We want competition, and I think they'll be ideal. Cannot agree more. We need, we need. I think that's our biggest thing too. We need competition. We don't really have any depth. Our depth, well, in the beginning of the season, and it's still now. Our depth is our youth, and that should never be the case. Um, so we need guys to come in and you know compete. But it, it's a little tough because when you have you know nothing against Ozil, but you have Ozil on three hundred fifty thousand a week, like, the wages are just insane, insanity. So yeah, to uh, to bring in these guys to compete, it's it's tough. You so, can't pay all these wages. So, so if we turn a right back in the summertime, and Hector obviously is still there, would Matt and Niles go back to midfield? I don't, uh, I don't think so. I don't think, I think so. Belden's gonna have a very tough time getting his uh, spot back when he comes back. Matt and been spot on, especially with Arteta. It's gonna be very tough for Bellerin to get back. That was one of the most impressive things that uh, Arteta has done so far: is make that kid realize, hey, you don't have a spot in midfield. Make right back your own. And well, uh, you know what, though, Glenn, uh, he's actually made. Well, he hasn't made the role for for him at all. But his his role within the team is perfect for him because mm-hmm. it combines midfield and and right back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. That's what they do in, in, with Man City, isn't it? Their fullbacks sort of slot into midfield when they've got the uh, possession, and that's absolutely spot on for um, Maitland-Niles. Right. So, if he really seriously knuckles down and uh, and learns the the role of right back properly, then he could be an excellent right back. I'd say. Andrew, just... Yeah, go on. Do, do you think that Maitland-Niles could be England's right back? I... If he... I, I, well, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't think you'll get in ahead of Trent Alexander Arnold, unfortunately. Yeah. But, and we're, well, we're actually blessed with right backs at the moment, and well, full backs as we have as well, with uh, you know, Chilwell on the other side. We've got a few options, and I don't think so now. He's uh, he's missed the boat, but I think he could be an excellent right back, mm-hmm. um, and in that position and sort of pulling into midfield because he. I think he's not technically good enough. I've never thought he's technically good enough to be a, a, a midfield player at Arsenal. He hasn't got that technical ability, but he's got all the attributes needed to be a, an excellent uh, right back or wing back. And um, if he knuckles down and accepts that, then who's you know he could be very very good. Um, he's, he's showing that now already. So yeah, I think he, especially next season, the season after, I, I say we could probably. I, I mentioned this on other podcasts if we had a if it does work out the way and he, he carries on with his trajectory in the summer i'd be quite happy to take a big offer for bellerin uh-huh. i really if, would i mean again like we said if he if he doesn't get back into the team or he struggles for minutes who wants him i mean people are going to want him but we're not going to get a we're not going to get a big offer for him i don't think coming back from an acl injury he's had, and he's and he's having trouble with it it's not even like he's had he's having problems with it to begin with, so I don't know. Uh, that's tough. Uh, who would who would be his backup? But you would sell Bellerin. Well, no, uh, you just have to get another. You know, no, I mean, I, I hope. I mean, in my ideal world, it would be Max Aaron's. Oh, okay. You mentioned earlier, but uh, stand the man. No, it's not Sam Byron. No, um, I think it's uh, it's it's is it Jamal Lewis you're thinking of? Yes, yes, yes. yes thank yeah. you. Yes, that's the one. Okay. Jamal Lewis. Yeah, um, anyway, 
the purpose of this particular show was that the best and most interactive person on the comment section gets a chance to join us in the on the panel. Hi, Stan. <laughs> no, he's going to be invited. Max, your mate, Max. Max. From uh, the Ask Brothers. So I've sent you the link, Max, on Twitter. Oh, no. Nice. Um, What's going on? Max? What's the backstory here? Big props to Tony Turner. He was actually the choice because he's, oh, been, ex- he's been excellent. But unfortunately, he's got a bit of a cold, so he's not going to uh, take up the offer today. So, Max, I'll send you a link. So I look forward to seeing you soon. Uh, Mounier um, is Tony Turner's choice coming in to see what Eamon does. Sell better in the summer sign, Aaron. I don't know about that Mounier guy. Well, to be perfectly honest, I haven't seen enough of him. I've seen him play probably two, three times in uh, a full match. So I can't really comment on what I think about him. And the other guy is Tony, who you've mentioned, is uh, one I've written down, that uh, Leven Kazawa from PSG. Before we went live, I mentioned him. And apparently he's a free agent in the summer, but there's a potential we could get him in January, towards the end of January. And again, I don't know enough about this guy to comment, to be perfectly honest. I don't know if anyone else knows anything about this guy. Because I work for PSG. I've never heard of him. Someone else. I, know. I, don't know. I, I, don't, I don't like it when I haven't heard of a player full stop. I don't think that's a very good sign. <laughs> you know, if they haven't really done enough to hit the headlines in the, in the papers or the... Uh, well, last know. time I said that, we signed Martinelli, so... I hope I, I hope I'm wrong again. I hope. Well, I very true, very true. But Martinelli oh came from PSG, didn't he? So Martinelli was the wrongest I've ever been. When we got him, I was like, "What player of the countryside? Are you effing kidding me?" And, <laughs> so, and I went, I went full social media with that. <laughs> so, uh, I am wrong. <laughs> Love the kid. Yeah, he's going to be very relied upon in the next few games. <laughs> I'm excited. I want to see him really play in a Premier League game, so hopefully he plays Saturday. Uh, Max, I will just look at his... <laughs> his I can't think why, Max, but your Twitter has been suspended. No idea. Oh, no. I think of it. I mean, why? I mean, you're white to the white. You know, you've got a plum in your mouth. Hey, Ryan, um, did it didn't Montreal score a goal in the Premier League? Uh, I think he has one. I think he has one too. Yeah. What do I? Yeah. What do I feel like he had, he scored in his debut? Right. Yeah. My mind's like fuzzy. Are you guys going overboard with this um, this gentleman in Africa that supposedly wants to buy Arsenal? Oh, yeah. I, I, it's, I, it makes me crazy that so many of my fellow supporters are just like, yes, get him, Kroenke sucks. Can we bet the guy first? I mean, what's that old saying? The devil you know versus the devil you don't. I, I'm not. I, I'm all I'm saying is, why is everybody so not everybody? Why are so many people so quick to jump onto this guy we barely know? Because he's uh, not Stan Kroenke. <laughs> uh, I mean, people me were like, crazy. people were like this with Uzmanov. When Uzmanov had a bunch of shares, oh, people were like, because there was talk that Uzmanov was gonna buy Kroenke shares and be and take over. Everyone's like, oh, let's do it. Even though Uzmanov doesn't have the nicest past either, but again, 
we don't want to say Kroenke, so that's it is what it is. But it ended up going the yeah, other way. I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, geez, guys, you know, if we don't have a guy that's fully vetted, uh, what's that guy at Cardiff? Tan, the owner that that they all hate, or that dickhead in Newcastle that everyone hates? What's oh, yeah. Actually, actually, you know, actually, yeah, uh, let's let's you know calm down a little bit. Let the media, let the internet vet this guy a little bit. <laughs> I mean, uh, we'll see. Yeah. Okay. So you're ready to sign him up. Okay. <laughs> um, just get, just um, have a chat for just a couple of minutes. I'm just going to get this link sent to Matt <laughs> on WhatsApp. So I'm just going to mute myself just for one moment. No, frozen. You're you're going to leave. Other, just have a, what other uh, guys have we been linked to in the January window? I'd be interested to see if you've seen anyone that I haven't because. Uh, like I said, I think it's been pretty quiet. I'll follow, I'll follow the lead of these guys because I don't look at that stuff because I learned it just makes me friggin' crazy to, to look at transfer the, stuff. The, the guy from Barcelona, Udamendi, is that his name? <laughs> we're linked to them. I feel like we're linked to them every transfer window. <laughs> and he's always um, hurt. He's always hurt. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we, we need to we need to get a loan. Uh, I don't. I hate loans. I think they're kind of pointless but for a big club like us but uh we need a loan of a center back because we're not going to buy one we don't have the funds i think we're going to wait till the summer to really invest in somebody but uh i don't really know who's out there that we could really loan i mean i guess john stone's fine but like again i think i think again our typical arsenal like i said before if we don't get who we want right away we're going to end up with both do you, um, do you guys rate Ake? I mean, uh, Chelsea was. It I Chelsea? love him. Yeah, I, I love him too. I, I liked they, him when he was on Watford. I and they and, and and they don't want to do his buyback of forty million. So it's like lane clear. You know what I mean? Can we get this guy? Where, 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 where was he at before Bournemouth? Well, he was Chelsea, and then he got. Uh, they sent him on loan to Watford. Then I think I don't know if he went back and played for Chelsea, but I know he went back and then they sent him again to Bournemouth. Yeah, he, actually, he was originally a fullback, and then they converted him to a center back, which is interesting because he has the stature and the speed of a fullback. So, he, yeah. so if we needed him, we could use him as a fullback. But I love him. He could he could head the I, ball, he could score goals, and he's a no nonsense defender, and he's very smart with yeah, the ball. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I rate him, and I was excited when I heard that Chelsea was not going to exercise that buyback today. I was yeah. like, yes. Uh, but again, we're Arsenal, so we're not going to sign. Exactly. <laughs> we're not, not going to get him. <laughs> we're one of the biggest clubs in the world. Uh, yeah, I know. Is that well, definite then? That, that, that's come out that, that, and they've said they're not going to ex- uh, Yeah, the that's back. definite. I read that story a couple hours ago before we came up. That's good. I, 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 I've been a huge Ake guy. I actually forgot about him, but yeah, I would love to see him. In, uh, see, the the problem church. with that is that they had the buyback get set at $40 million. And um, anyone else, they could just set the price themselves and just ask whatever they want. And that, it depends what they would ask, really. Um, uh, you know, oh, yeah. it could be, you know, if you're talking about um, 60, 70 million quid because of Maguire going for 80, then this is the problem with the, the, the transfer market because it's just it's some spastic plays, um, pay, you know, a massive amount of money for player A. He went for that money, so we're going to ask that for our goal. Well, 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 how about you talk about problems with the transfer market? Like, why don't we see more players swapping? We have some young kids. Throw a young kid there, a little bit of cash, give us Ake. I mean, it's not a sin to swap players. We do it in America all the time. I was going to say, you're, that's very American of you to swap players. <laughs> 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 just trade players around on a whim. 
No, yeah. I just, well, what's I weirder? Swapping players or buying them like meat? You know, I don't see a difference. I, uh, I'm, I'm actually with you, uh, but especially a swap deal in, in January is really, really unlikely because of how long it takes clubs to do it. Arsenal, especially. Well, did it, we did it with Sanchez. Arsenal. Well, yeah, it's, it's not very often, though, is it? We're no, yeah, it's we, take, we take weeks and weeks and weeks just to go for a shit. Hey, well, you it know. works for me in FIFA 20. <laughs> Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing is... <laughs> on the uh, screen there, that's the guy I have actually seen this linked with. I know nothing about it. From Atletico Paranese in Brazil. Again, 22 years old. Never know, never heard of him, obviously. But the, the, the concern for me there is that why, if he's really good, and he might be, you know, these guys do exist, and uh, we did dig out Martinelli from Brazil, but... This, this, my whole point is, when they leave Brazil and come to the Europe, it is normally around the age of 17, 18, they get plucked straight away. Why is this guy, I wonder, lasted in Brazil until he's 22, which is very unusual. Um, he's not old by any stretch of the imagination. Oh you, you, read me. You, you know what I mean, though? They do yeah. get plucked out of Brazil very young, don't they? So yeah. that just worries me. It's a bit of a concern because they normally sold. They're normally sold straight away because that's the way they make their money over in Brazil. Hey, so, Andrew, how how old was Roberto and Adu when he came here to Arsenal? Roberto, Roberto. Oh, Roberto. Yeah. Um, uh, good question. Uh, I was gonna say a random number. I don't even I have no idea. We didn't buy him directly from Brazil, though, did we? I don't think. He was already was it, in Europe. Was yeah. he uh, uh, Where was he? Uh, I don't know. If someone Google it if he's watching, maybe they'll be able to tell us in the comments section. But I don't, I'm pretty sure we bought him from... Um, Atletico Monero. Monero, yeah. Oh, there he was from Brazil then. Yeah. He was direct from Brazil. How old was he, do, do you think? Mm, 26. Oh, wow. I was going to say 24. 25, 26. I didn't do the exact math, but pretty much. That's, that's a great, well, so you've you completely shut me down. I think I'll just go then. Uh, now I'll end up. I love the way these young guys multitask. I can barely keep my focus on the screen. I, you know, <laughs> My wife texts me and I'm like, ah, <laughs> this guy's looking up stats, adding up numbers. Fuck. I am. Um, I just think, I mean, I think it's, it's I'm obviously generalized, but I do think my point stands. It's very unusual that a good, talented youngster from Brazil stays there for so long. But I might be completely wrong, and you've made an incredible point there, Alonso. So let's, fingers crossed. But apparently it's 25 million we have been quoted for this guy. And um, I heard the um, podcast, Patreon podcast for Arsenal Vision and Clive was talking about the guy. I think I'm sure it was that podcast, and he said that he's a very good ball carrier um, of the type that we like. Sound when he was talking about him and his style of play, only going on clearly, only going going on what's on YouTube. He sounds like a sort of um, a Grealish Madison type of player. So you're not going to get me to put down any Brazilian player after I was so snarky about Martinelli. So, you know. <laughs> well, was kicking melons around the street. <laughs> That's Andrew who said that. <laughs> Top left, not me. Um, oh, man. Yeah. 
What do you guys? What do you guys? I want to ask you guys. What do you guys think of uh, the whole thing with uh, Lamar for Lacazette swap? I've heard that. Oh no, no, no! I don't, I don't want that Lamar at all. No, no. See, what I, I wanted to bring this up because the Miami reaction. I thought of you, Andrew, because what I would, what I would do is I would swap Lacazette for Thomas Partey. Oh, hundred percent. One hundred. I would love that. Like if you got, like, don't, don't give me that Thomas. Give me the your, the other Thomas over there. I. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I would do that. Yeah. Oh, no, he's my perfect purchase in midfield. 100%. He's, I, if I had to pick one person to purchase, I would probably, I would agree. I'd probably pick him. Me, that'd be my first choice above anyone else. Any for a few years I've been watching him. I just love the way he, he's like the, he's like the perfect defensive midfielder we need for the team. Yeah. He's a, he's a defensive midfielder, but he can also carry it box to box easily. He's, he's a proper athlete. He would stop. He wouldn't stop running all game. And uh, yeah, I mean, his his ball carrying ability for a defensive midfielder is just perfect. And uh, yeah, I would have him over anyone. My first purchase, hundred percent, would be him before yeah. anyone else. So, um, if you could buy, th- if say in an absolutely perfect world and be completely and utterly realistic, my three, <laughs> three purchases would be him. I, the more I see of this Upamakano, the more I want him in, in our defence as well, alongside Saliba. That would be incredible. I think him and Saliba potentially could be France's defensive partnership for about the next decade. Um, and they complement each other really well from what I've seen and heard. Um, and then my third one will probably be Grealish. I think. That's, that's, exa- that's exactly my three. That's how I, 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 mean, I had that- to. We would have an incredibly strong spine then. I, um, I, I, I wish I could, you know, be contradictory and start a whole debate, but I completely agree with you guys. I, I, we I, need a tough English captain, and I, yeah. I think Grealish is what we wanted Jack Wilshire to be. Yeah, uh, you know, minus all the injuries, it sucks the way the way it, uh, it ended. But I think Wilshire could have been what Grealish is going to be, and I, I'm excited because I think it could bring some kind of, I won't say hope, but. So I think I think people really invested into the Wilshire thing, and they were sad to see him go, even though like he had to. Like there was no, like there, he, he, it was just uh, almost like you know you have like that dog; it's very sick, and you're caring for it, but you just know like Do you know, it's almost more painful for them to be like still on the team. I listened to a podcast about Jack Wilshire the other day, and um, I, I was so so disappointed after listening to it because the way he was. Um, He's been treated, and uh, you'll have to listen to it. I'm not going to go into the whole thing. In fact, I I can't remember which one it was. I'm going to find out the link, and I'm going to actually put it in the description of the podcast because um, uh, underneath here, because everyone should listen to that because it's it's really eye opening. And um, he basically cut a hell of a long story short as well. He had to uh, buy his own um, medical care because of the mismanagement that he had, which. It's just shocking. It's actually shocking. And I was so gutted when I heard mm. it because he's always one of my favourite players. And when he kept breaking down, I just felt so sad for the guy. Yeah. yeah. And and us, because I think he could seriously have been as good as, potentially, as good as like Paul Gascoigne has been for, for England. And 
He's so talented, and I, I feel gutted about him. Yeah, the, the very definition of, of, of untapped talent. I, I loved uh, Wilshire almost as much as I loved Aaron Ramsey, and I was sad to see him go. But let's remember, oh, yeah. let's re- let's remember, let's remember that Wilshire asked Unai Emery, you know, I, I want to start. Am I going to start on this team? And he could not give him an answer, and that's why he left. So, you know, let's put that into perspective, too. And I love Wilshire. I root for him. Is he hurt now? Uh, is he he's okay playing? He's, he's just about ready to come back. Oh, okay. Maybe back soon. And, yeah. and he, he will get beamed out of West And West I'll Dallas. always root for him as long as they're not playing Arsenal. I love Jack Wilshire, and I, I, I'm a fan. See, yeah. see, that, that year he came back uh, from, it was the year that went into Rugby League, the first year. And I thought that that was renaissance for him to come back. I think he did very well that year. He was he was even captain a couple of games. And I thought to myself, this was Jack Wilshire we needed. We want we needed from him because he could have also been England's captain too. I thought. I think that. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to. Uh, no one will probably agree with me, but if I if he was released by West Ham. Um, I would have him back at Arsenal on a pay-as-you-play oh, basis. No problem at all. Yeah. No problem at all. A pay-as-you-play deal. Don't lose yeah. that. <laughs> I, would seriously, I would seriously have him back. At, uh, I would. Because I, I love the, the guy. And when you listen to that backstory about how, the problems he's had going, going back, these injuries that have been so badly mismanaged, um, it just... It just makes you think. I just feel fucking robbed because he, it would have been robbed of a great player, a homegrown player and all, academy yeah. player. And that makes me so angry in, in loads of ways. So, I mean, I don't think he will get a new contract at uh, West Ham. Like, I can only see him being uh, released. And I, I mean, someone's going to have to take a chance on him because he's too oh, good. Somebody definitely oh, definitely needs yeah, yeah. yeah. If he stays healthy, he's quality. Yeah, oh, I mean, he could be. I mean, seriously, he could be uh, what exactly what we need in our team. That for this greedish role, um, and a fit firing Jack Wilshire would complement our team so well at the moment. And do you know another player who would complement our team? I was thinking of a few days ago. Don't say it. Oxlade Chamberlain. Okay. Oh, okay. Someone else. Oh, now you no. lost me there. Where was it? In his current situation, the way he's currently playing for Liverpool in that hole, uh, seriously, he'd be amazing for us at the moment as well. I was, hard, I was, I don't say heartbroken. It's a little dramatic, but I was very upset when we sold him to Liverpool. Me I too. Awesome. He was a great, quick, strong, which is what we didn't have at the time. He had a strong winger that could take that ball and barrel through people, and that's exactly what we needed. And he's like, oh no, he just wanted to play where he wanted to play. Did he play? Uh, right wing back against Chelsea in the FA Cup final. I th- well, I think he did actually. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he's a, he's he's another one of those players that just loved playing for Arsenal, and he was happy to play anywhere on a pitch. And but, I, no, no, that's why he. I think it's why he left because he. No, he, but he, did he didn't want to play. He didn't want to play wing back. He wanted to play. Uh, he wanted to play up. He wanted to play for. He, he got an offer that he couldn't turn down for Liverpool. Um, any any of you three could play uh, for for Liverpool in his position. Come on now, yeah. uh, Ox Ox is <laughs> Ox is a decent player on a, on a perfect Arsenal squad. He's just a squad player, just like he oh is. yeah, which just, is which is which like is what I wanted. He would have he would have definitely forced great competition for whoever we were going to get or have. Because um, again, like I said, he's fast, he's strong. He technically, he's he's all right. 
But he, I mean, you watch him play football. He's got some crazy goals. He's got yes, some stunners. I agree. Oh, so, like I said, I, I, I'm not saying he's gonna be our. He would have been our star player by any means, but he definitely would have, at the very least, had like comp, been great competition for who we were bringing in. But. Oh. Stan the Man, I've just put a comment on the screen from Stan the Man as well. Another one, I, I felt the same Stan. The Abbey, I love the Abbey as well. Another one that made me fucking heartbroken. That was a shame. He yeah. was a, I mean, he was as close to the era at the time that you know we could have possibly got, I think. Even in looks, he looked like him. As a, um, but the way his leg was broken and he, he, tried, he I think he retired at, what, 28? 2014, uh, right, 20. He was young. I think he was, young. he was really young. Uh, yourself, no. yeah, guys, yeah. I, I got a split. I'm sorry. Uh, no Andrew, please put the link for these guys' Twitter and stuff in the comments. So I, I gotta I gotta I gotta get in touch with these guys on Twitter and shit. So <laughs> Absolutely. Um, um guys, it was great to meet you. All right, but, Ryan. Uh, I gotta go. The Wookiee needs me. I'll I'll talk to you later. I can't turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello, I love that. Um, so the guy, so I remember uh, yesterday, it was on my account or my Twitter feed that the Ivy's goal against Derby County was amazing. Mm. His goal against Derby, Derby was pretty awesome. That oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For he sure. was um, very, very talented player, and uh, another one that's uh, career ended far too short. Um, yeah, but I mean, the the big one for me was. Uh, yeah, it was definitely Wilshire. I, I absolutely loved him. And well, I mean, he's not. He's, oh, clearly, I'm not comparing him to you know his, his ability, but he's not messy like in, in his in his stature, the way he played, his low centre of gravity, his dribbling skills. Uh, he could do it all in his prime when he was, and he was like 18, 19. Um, yeah, very very exciting player. And I just yeah, shame, real shame, what happened to him. Obviously, we've had, we've had our fair share, haven't we? Cazorla, um, yeah, stand against us. Uh, Rusevsky, yeah. Rusevsky, another one. Yeah, because Ramsey, obviously. Ramsey, yeah. Um, but obviously, mm. he's come back um, very strong. But I mean, he's not playing at you, is it? Last time I heard, he's played three games. Start on start for three games. I heard when he plays, he's our, he's like not good, not bad, but he's again, he's fighting for game time. So, well, maybe Whatever. get him on loan for six months. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. It's funny. It's funny when he was when he was here. I I I didn't, and I wanted to bring it up before Glenn left, but when he was here, I was I was not Ramsey's biggest fan. I did not like him. I didn't. I just think he's just positionally, he's just terrible. He's just. I think he's what kind of what Glenn. Doozy is now where he just doesn't know where to be positionally. He was always like the first. He's always ahead of our strikers, but um, but it sucks. Is now that he's gone, we need a box box midfielder. We need someone to um, how do I say this? We need someone to create chaos. We don't. Our team does not create chaos. So like you know, uh, teams know how to play against us really well because we kind of stick to the pay, stick to the book a little bit. We kind of need our like almost like our Goldilocks goals and passes, um, but. We, you know, we we need to be able to create chaos in that midfield, and I think that's why our midfield is not the the best. Is we we don't create chaos in that midfield. We don't we don't make their midfield, their defenders like worry about things. He's like, okay, oh, you know, like oh, like the Chelsea game's a perfect example. We were dominating them for what thirty five minutes. Lampard makes of a decision at thirty five minutes to bring on Jorginho just to mark Ozil, like he just Ozil, and the game 
went on it like literally he brought someone on to mark one person and the mm. game completely changed the other way so you know uh it, it would be it would it, you know it kind of would be nice to have that ramsey like in the back pocket if we needed him just someone who runs around runs around all over the place and can be dangerous if he needed to I think also whenever Kozola left, I think Ramsey was the only one that could link the midfield with the strikers, mm. or at least pass it to Ozil. And I don't even miss- think. I mean, maybe I'm wrong here. I didn't even think he was that good at linking the midfield. I just think he was just good at like, like I said, creating chaos, and running all over the field, putting tackles in, making plays, and like you know, again, he gets caught. He gets caught up a lot because positionally, he's just not. He, he just wasn't that good, but and Ganduzi does the same he has thing. Good goals, exactly. But the good thing with Ganduzi is he's young, he's and we could we have Arteta to kind of shape him. I don't think he'll ever be as uh, fast as Ramsey, but uh, could, but you know we'll see. Yeah, well, how could I forget Eduardo as well? One of my favorite. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I was absolutely gutted with his injury as well, and you. Listen to um, our old uh, physio Gary Lewin um, when he sort of uh, he gave the re- recounted the, the time when he sort of was on the pitch with him and um, sort of literally trying to sort of calm him down from you know when he's let. I mean that that break was probably one of the worst you'll see, wasn't it? I mean, oh my god! And he that yeah. lit, it's like um, it's like Stan said, he cost us the league. I mean, we could have won, we would have won the league, I think, that season. Um, if it wasn't for that, and uh, yeah, another one. Andrew, is it, is it the same game that Golas cried in a pitch? Um, I'm not sure. Can't remember, mate. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it was just horrific, and we've 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 suffered more than our fair share of like uh, pretty much career-ending injuries, haven't we? As as uh, for players, and uh, yeah. I can't believe oh, yeah, I forgot about uh, about that one. We're talking about those injuries. Um, there's another guy. I think. Well, we touched on that one actually. We've done that. Kazawa from PSG. Um, oh, I'm going to say there's one thing. I, I can't show you. It's not a very good uh, audio thing. So, but I'm going to put it in the, again. I'll put it in the in the description. There's a guy on, on Twitter who drew, which is at Drew W13. I just want to give him a shout out. And it's completely random. But <laughs> he's put a picture on of his... Um, he's obviously getting married. He's put a picture on of his... Like, oh, suit. the Bruce Burnett. Yeah. Yeah, have you seen it? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He got, he got the awesome. lining done with the uh, with the badge and the Bruce Banana lining. I, I mean, seriously, I've got to give the guy... As soon as I saw it, I thought, I've got to give that guy a shout out. But he's gone to that much effort and expense. Awesome. If you haven't seen it, anyone watching and listening to this, it's at Drew W13. I'll, I'll uh, put the link of the of the tweet up if I can on the uh, comments box. But yeah, go and have a look at that because the guy needs a good uh, a good round of applause for doing that because I think that's quality. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting I'm getting married yeah. next year, so it's definitely uh, on oh, my radar. Yeah. Something to uh, think about doing. <laughs> well, you're, you and Mesmer finally could find a knot. Yeah, next You're next November. November. Yeah, so <laughs> definitely. So I got time. So I, you know, maybe I, I might just have it on the front of my suit. Just have the whole group kit as my suit. I don't know if the lady would like. Yeah, it. fantastic. <laughs> just fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. Well, um, 
unfortunately, well, I, don't, I don't know what's happened to Max. Obviously, he hasn't uh, uh, been able to come on, which is a shame. Okay. Tony couldn't come on, which is a shame. I um, yeah, I mean, I really appreciate everyone that's watched today. I've really enjoyed the show. Is there any other things uh, before we close up that you guys uh, want to touch on? Because I think we've pretty much gone through all the notes I uh, I wanted to discuss today. Oh, actually, yeah, one thing: uh, the, the upcoming game against Sheffield United. Just touch on that. I'm, I'm, I really would love to. I mean, I'm more confident than I was with the last game we had against Sheffield United. Clearly, I still think it's going to be a really tough game. I really, really do. Oh, that way. Still this season, and that was against City. I think I'm right in saying that. Um, what do you guys think about this? Uh, it's a three o'clock Saturday, which is nice again as well. Uh, Alonso, you go first. What do you think about the upcoming match this weekend? Well, for uh, a club that's been up, uh, they've done pretty well. Um, they've been quite successful in their term here in Premier League. Um, so, is it home or away? Home. We're home. We're home. So, it'll be a tough task given that the fact that they're fifth, right? Or sixth, fifth? Yeah. They are? I yeah. think they're sixth. Yeah, sixth. I so, they're, they're above us. Okay. Yeah, they're yeah. Absolutely. So, they're above us. So, I think that we'll have a tough time against them given the fact that they have something to prove. Um, but I think that we'll... We'll be all right. I think that we have a, a strong level that we can count on that will bring us home. Um, I think that it'll be a tough game. I think it'll be a close game. I think that somehow we'll get a goal in from uh, someone that we least expect. <laughs> That's my prediction. What, lack of threat? Uh, lack, lack of threat. <laughs> right, yeah. Lack of threat. I think... I think Pepe will have a, a game. I think he'll go for it. I think Pepe will will score a goal. I think he'll make it right. I hope you're right. I'm not as positive. Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't mind. I'm not, I almost say I'm negative about the game. But uh, so Aubameyang has 48% of all of our goals <laughs> this season. So. I don't know yeah. if that makes him like a really good player or that makes him a really good player, but that makes him a really good player. And uh, he's not going to be playing. So yeah. 48% of our goals are gone. So it's it's going to be tough. Um, so I think Martinelli's really got to come through. And Ooh. I think he's kind of like the perfect person to take on a team like Sheffield, who's very, you know, no nonsense, likes to, you know, be solid at the back and kind of almost like bully people around. But uh, Martinelli's an engine, and I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna run well for ninety minutes. Hopefully, he you know plays all ninety minutes if things are going well. And uh, we're home, so Lacazette should be able to put on some kind of game. I, he's been really crappy as of late, but um, you know we're home, and that's when he plays his best. So I wouldn't say I'm like really negative that we're gonna lose, but uh, you know. A, not having a bombing is a big deal. You know, like I said, 40% of our goals, but um, it's really going to come down to, I think like the, the triangle, like Pepe, Martinelli, Lacazette. Uh, Cause I, I, I can't see, I can't see Ozil. I can't see Ozil showing up for a game like this against Sheffield. I think Sheffield's going to be going to bully him too much, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I think we'll probably draw though. Probably do, like a do, one-one. do you think that soccer yeah. could be influence? 
Who? Saka's going to be playing at left back. Oh, um, he got to play, we... yeah, because Kolasic probably isn't playing. So but I think he actually, I think yeah. he, they confirmed that Kolasic isn't playing. But, but do you think uh, speed will? Do you think Saka's speed, Martinelli's speed on the left hand side will be a uh, quite an advantage for us? Normally, yeah, but I don't think he will get a chance. Yeah, I get a team like Sheffield. They're just gonna. Uh, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we have Maitland Niles on the right, Saka on the left. Uh, we got we we have speed on the team, mm-hmm. um, which is something that I think we. It's weird because I we talked this whole podcast about how we need speed, we need pace, we need to be we need to create more chaos. But uh, I think Saka's speed will definitely help us. I just again like I think Chris Wilder has that team playing great football and just defensively they're just I mean I, I think I, besides obviously like Liverpool they, they they're like up there for least conceded goals so it's gonna it's gonna be tough and especially with you know a team defensively like that against us who is missing 40% of their goals it's gonna be extremely tough but I think I think we could do it um, mm-hmm. we'll definitely make a goal but <laughs> with our midfield and defense playing the way they are, I-, I could see us like conceding, like almost like a David Luiz type goal from against Crystal Palace, like a dumb deflection. <sighs> we'll see. I um, I really, really, really hope I'm wrong, but I can't see us winning the game. Mm. Um, I can't see us losing it either, though, which is good. Yeah. Thing. I-, I think it'll be more likely a draw. Um, I really hope I'm wrong. I really, really hope I'm wrong, but I think we're going to find it really tough. Um, like I said, we've got Kalasnets missing. We're going to have Torreira missing. Uh, obviously, Bamiang missing. I think that's it. But, uh, but, but I thought today that Torreira has a chance. He's yeah, he's a doubt, but okay. he could play. But uh, I hope so. I hope so because we do need him. And I think that the most thing. Uh, do you know what the what you said earlier, Beth, uh, Mr. Ozil? In funnily enough, I think in this game. The way that Sheffield United play, he could be our most important player if he does. The if Ozil shows up, then I'm then I'm more confident in us winning. Yeah. But I, I can't see that. I don't see him showing up. I just don't. He see could it. be the he could be the actual key though to this because the way that they play and they're mad, weird, overlapping centre backs and the way that the full backs move up and down and push it. That's why I don't think Saka will uh, or. AMN will have much of an effect on the wings this um, this game. I think that if we're going to do it, it'll be in that pocket where Ozil plays, and uh, just that he could be the key to unlock their defense. And uh, see, I think Pepe is going to be the key to unlocking their defense. I think sure. I think I defensively know. we need to play like a little further back, and I think just have Pepe just run at them and run at them, dribble past them. So I think technically, I think Pepe can dribble around them all day long. It's just the fact that. Do you know and I think also piggybacking on what you're saying, I think if Ozil can find the space between the midfield and the defense to get open, if Pepe could use his speed, use his uh, technical ability to dribble past, you know, the midfield, I think I think it, it could unlock Ozil. And yeah, and I think you're right too. Like Ozil can be the guy too, and can make I, I, can uh, plays. I think that I, I seriously think that they'll they will deal with Pepe like a piece of piss. I think yeah. Yeah. I honestly think that he'll be running down cul de sac after cul de sac after cul de sac in this game. Yeah, guys, is is Ceballos available to play? Yeah, I'm aware. Yeah, yeah. I think I honestly think they should start him. I don't think we should even play to her because don't forget we have Chelsea in three days. We have Chelsea on Tuesday, so I don't think it's worth playing Torreira to risk him getting hurt even more, and then he's out again. Because I'd rather. 
to me, I'd rather rest him for Chelsea, Torreira. So, so could, could, this is a real question, but could you play Ganduzi at Zaka's spot? Oh, uh, you can. I mean, you can. You, you want to play Ganduzi and Ceballos? I mean, that's... Well, given, go for it. <laughs> given when he's speed, but that, I'm just I'm just curious to know how, if and if how that could, that could work. I mean, if if Torreira doesn't play, which I definitely think he's not going to play, like I even if even if he can play, I think Arteta is like I'm going to keep him for Chelsea. I think that Jaka is a hundred percent starting. So it's just a matter of who's playing again, who's playing alongside Jaka. Sabios will be Ganduzi. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I I don't think he's going to risk putting Sabios in because he hasn't really seen too no. much of him. But no, well, first game back. Yeah, we might see him for the last twenty to thirty minutes of games. From I now can on. see, I can even see him like if like we're really in a pickle and like he wants to change something. I could see him uh, like bringing off Jaka or uh, Ganduzi or Jaka for Sabayas at like halftime. Maybe could, if he wants to make a dramatic change, if like things aren't going the way he wants it to go. But yeah, like I said, like last twenty minutes, I think would be like perfect. I could have seen uh, I could have seen Emery taking off Shaka and bringing him off somewhere, but um, I'm not sure about um, Arteta. I think he's yeah. yeah. You know, I want to see some, I want to see how Luis can do at the central def- central defensive midfielder spot. You know, I mean, curious how that could work, Luis. Oh yeah, he uh, when he played it in the Europa League. I don't I forget who he played, but it was the Europa League. He played he played that and he was really good and then he got hurt and he had to come off. That's right, yeah. That's right. Um But I I love to I would love to see him get a run in center back, uh um, defensive midfielder, but we have no center backs. So <laughs> slim slim pickings. Right. No, exactly. I, I mean we're literally down to three center backs and one of those is Chambers. No, sorry, Chambers holding. I mean, uh, who is woefully short of match fitness? So we have Mustafi too. Don't forget. Come on, the, the, you know German, what? the German John Stones. Do you know what? I actually completely forgot about Mustafi. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> well, um, I, I'd like to. I'd like to think we can we can win on Saturday. Um, but I just think they're better than people think. Still, I still think they're yeah. better than the people yeah. think. We could definitely win, but I agree. I think they're better than people make them out to be. Genuinely. Last year. Chris Wilder should win the Premier League Manager of the Year without question. Mm -hmm. But he won't. It'll be Klopp. I mean, if they they keep keep doing what they're doing right now, it'd be very hard. I mean, unless like Liverpool like go undefeated, then I feel like you have to give it a Klopp. Yeah, yeah, but it'll just be the... Again, but yeah. I love clubs. So I'm not like arguing, but I, I seriously, Chris deserved it. Well, what Chris Wilder definitely deserves it. But he he just knows how to completely nullify teams, but without being boring. His teams still are amazing to watch. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I honestly can't quite get my head around how they play still. And that's the thing that people say. Uh, I heard on another show. Um, that they'll get worked out very quickly and easily. Um, well, they've been playing that way for three years now, and no one has... They, they did it for two years in the Championship. Not one team worked out how to nullify them or work, work them out. And no one's worked out how to nullify them in the Premier League yet. And it's just... Um, it's nothing short of a miracle, really, with the squad that he's got and the players that he's... Where they've got the players from. That John Fleck, I mean, I've said it before, but he's a, what a quality player he is. And he... 
he, they got him from Coventry on a free transfer uh, from League One, and he's just they, he's spotting of players who will fit into his team and do and do what they're told. And we, yeah, work for it. Which amazing, is absolutely yeah. amazing. That's the, incredible skill, incredible um, recruitment, and that's the way that they've got where they've gone now. And that's how people say ninety eight percent of the job of a of a manager is uh, recruitment and. It certainly can can tell that with a lot of play, um, teams like Sheffield United, who play a lot of other teams like us off the park. Um, <laughs> that's probably about a five percent of the the squad value. But there we go. I think we'll leave it there. If that's all right, with you guys. Well, you ain't got a choice because I'm going to shut it down. <laughs> but thanks so much for coming on. It's been uh, brilliant. I've really enjoyed it. I hope you'll yeah. come on again soon. Yeah, fine. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, and uh, we'll have another show next week. If I'm, please uh, tune in. Please like, give us a like before you go. Please subscribe and uh, hit the notification bell because it does help us get noticed and uh, get the show out there. So thanks again. Thanks everyone for listening for the audio later on, and uh, I will speak to you all very very soon. Good luck, Arsenal, at the weekend. Take care, guys. Cheers. Bye bye. See you. Thanks very much for listening. We really do appreciate each and every one of you. We really need your help to spread the word about From Dar Square to Wear. So if you haven't done so already, please give us a five-star review on iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe to the From Dar Square to Wear YouTube channel and hit the notification button so you never miss a live show. And finally, please tune in to the live shows. Don't forget, you can get the chance every week to be the star alongside Andrew and his great guests just for being the most entertaining viewer on the night. Thanks again and see you on the next episode. Bye! Can anyone catch them, do you think? Uh, yes, of course. Yeah, unbelievable, we didn't expect that. Awesome fingers, freedom on